And today on the Tim Manor Podcast Show, I've got my friend Jessica Farrington, the holistic release cacao facilitator, Reiki practitioner. Jess, thanks for coming on, mate. Hello. Thank you. Before we start about the lightness, right, mm. let's talk about the darkness. Yeah. And let's talk about Jessica, the party girl. Mm. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. So let's start off there. What were you like? Okay. So I was very destructive. Mm-hmm. A lot of drugs, a lot of drink surrounding myself by a lot of money and a lot of bad people and the reason why I got to that point was because I was masking a lot of my pain because I didn't want to face what was going on in my reality so it was really wild when I say taking drugs every day hitting the hard stuff I started even smoking meth I got to the point where I was in a dark hole within myself and the only way was to take drugs or to self-harm. So it was a very destructive balance. And how it got to that, I think it originally started, everything started to take, you know, a change my life. When I was 17, I was raped and it was very, you know, I didn't understand or even, I didn't even know what that was. Even in that moment when it happens, you cannot process until after because it's in that moment, it's like, this has never happened. I need to now integrate this. And how can I? Because I've never gone through it. So it's a new thing that the body's now going through. So it kind of started a lot with the drinking. And, you know, I think I got picked up from Dean's Gate Locks in Manchester six times by ambulances because I used to get paralytic because I hated the thoughts that I used to get. So the only way is to black out. Um, and then over time... I decided, no, my life's more than this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna, I'm gonna How travel. How did you come to that? What was it? Was there a, a cathartic moment? Was my, there a point? Yeah, there was a. I started getting into fire breathing. That was kind of like my savior because I had this alter ego. Then I wasn't just this Jessica who's a victim. I could dress up. I danced with fire. I had this new character. So I started molding myself into this character and this this ego, this mask, because I didn't want anyone else to see me at this week uh, when I'm weak. So I saved up a lot of money just, you know, performing in Monaco, performing all up and down the UK, doing all these fire gigs. And it was it was amazing. But I got to a certain point where I was like, I want more from my life. You know, I, I'm I'm from Wigan. I wanted, I wanted to expand and I knew something within me that there was more, there was just more that I could get or gain. So I saved up. How old were you at that point? I was, when I, when I first moved to Australia, I just turned 21. So I packed, I didn't even tell anyone I was leaving. Wow. I would literally, I said to my nan, I'm leaving to move to Australia in two weeks. She's like, no, you're not. I was like, no, I am. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't really have any friends at that time either. Even though I did, it wasn't yeah. nothing nutritionist or nothing wholesome for me. It was very much, I was just on my own almost. I was like, well, why don't I just start a fresh, clean slate? So I moved out there in the January 2016. And, you know, at this time I didn't really touch drugs. I only actually started taking drugs when I was in Australia. And, you know, staying in hostels, 
you know, starting off with tiny drugs like MDMA and like, wow, like this is so euphoric because growing up, I was really religious as well. So I had all this pain and hate against God. And I've been told, you've got to set your life like this. It's got to be, you've got to do by the book. And I was like, well, God didn't do that by the book for me. Why did, why did he inflict that pain on me? And that's something I had to really let go of. Um, so now we're in Australia and, you know, I'm, I'm just in the party scene, not like full on in yet. And it was December of 2016 and I was raped again. And this time it was a completely different scenario. From Twice. The first, yeah. And this time what these people did, like, and for legal reasons, I'm still not allowed to really talk about this. Right. And I haven't actually... I know, didn't know any of this. No, no, I know. And, and and the thing is, this is this is part of my journey. This is about yeah. me starting to open my voice and yeah. not be the victim. I'm, I'm not a victim. I am a master of my own life now. And that is what I want to encourage people. Because when that happened, I, had a, I didn't leave the country for four years because I was blackmailed. So I was in this country in Australia, couldn't leave, couldn't, couldn't tell any of my family, couldn't go to anyone. So that is when I started to hit hard drugs because I felt trapped. So I'd moved to this country to save myself and I've managed to get myself in a situation where this time I had no support and no help. So drugs was my turn to. And whilst I was out there, because I felt really unsafe, the only thing you do, you go into survival mode. So I started hanging out with a lot of gangsters, a lot of bikey gangs, because I needed that extra protection for myself. And looking back, I think, wow, like, I can't even believe I did that in that moment, because now that's, I've completely changed. That's not me, but what you will do for survival, Mm. you will put, you will do whatever it takes. So then I started surrounding myself with guns, you know, started doing all dancing, making money, all of this, because I was then neglecting who I was. So this, this girl, before I did fire, was going through all this like pain, and then turning into this alter ego, becoming this dancer, this fire performer. I stayed in that character. So I started to deny my own healing. And that's why I turned into drugs party. And that is what caused me to have these massive breakdowns. Then 2017, I got sectioned because I tried to take my life so many times. I was found in the streets. I had ambulance fines up to $3,600 because every ambulance that you get, you've got to pay for it out there. You don't get that on your medical. And I used to get so angry because I was like, well, I didn't ring these ambulances. Whoever rang them, they can pay for it. But, you know, deep down, maybe it was a cry for help. Maybe I was in so much internal pain. The only way for me to express it was through doing things physically to myself. Right. So you felt something. Yeah, it was, do you know what? It's almost like you cannot breathe. It's like your whole body goes into this hypertonicity and you just, you cannot, you cannot express it. You cannot release it. It's like trapped within you. So what do you do? You know, you, I used to grab the sharpest thing. I used to, I used to sit outside in the rain and just, it was, it was horrific because now that I'm observing at that time, I didn't know what was going on. You know, I was, I was in fight or flight mode, if you want to call it that. 
And now looking back, I can see it was, I was, I was trying to figure out how I could, I was pushing myself to these limits because there was going to have to be a breaking point at some point. And I think it was when I got sectioned and I thought, oh my goodness, what have I, what have I done? Because they give you a checklist when you go in, do you hear voices? I was like, well, yeah, like I hear signs, you see numbers. Yes. So this is definitely part of my spiritual awakening, if you want to call it that as well. This is how, and I don't really like to label spirituality, but it's, there was a turning point in my life. I hit rock bottom. The only way is up. And now it's my choice, because we have free choice in this in this life, is to make the right decision for my soul, for me. Because whatever I was doing before, that was not serving me. You know, constantly being in a rat race, constantly, my body, my nervous system being under attack constantly for all my choices so it's about accepting that and then moving you know moving forward and it does take time and that's one of my things I hated was I'm so impatient like how's this going to be a quick fix come on fix me then and it wasn't I had to fix myself there's all these external things but you've when got you're to... in the, when you're in the psych ward are you having these moments where you're thinking like that yeah so they put you in a room right it's just a tiny room. There's a little single bed. It's all white, very artificial light. And it's just a white door. And do you know those like long windows, really yeah. small, like you have to stand up to yeah, look yeah. out of it. You get put in one of them and you're in there and they come in with all these drugs to sedate you. So I was taking Seracol and it was funny because well, it wasn't funny, but it, when the guy came around, I think he must've been like a psychiatrist and he came around and he had a nurse with him. And I said to myself, I wasn't allowed my phone. I wasn't allowed to contact like anyone to get me out I'm of there. Literally on your own. I'm on my. No one even knows I'm in there. No one because I didn't have a next of kin. I didn't write. I didn't write like I didn't. I didn't have a close relationship with my mom yeah. nor with my dad. Yeah. And I wouldn't put my nan's things on anything because I'd hate to frighten my nan. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't have any any next of kin. So they took everything off me. And at the time, whenever I used to get found, I wouldn't have my passport or a driving license, I'd be like, who is this person? Wow, what a journey, man. Um, so yeah, and it's, when the guy came around, he asked me, you know, what's been going on? And this is this is the turn point because I didn't think I'd ever get out of there. And I swear, I had this, I said to myself, you've kind of got to lie to now get out. Because if you, you know, I don't know, again, survival mode, we will do anything to get out of a situation, but I've got myself into this because of my own doings. So I just said to the guy, I've made it all up. I was just doing it for attention and this and this. And that day they let me out. And I wow. then said to myself, I am never allowed to really speak out about these numbers, these combinations, this information I receive. I really suppressed it for about three years. And then by coming back home to the UK, so I got on one of the last flights from Australia. So from the site ward for them three years, what were you doing then so in Australia? So in and out, like really slowly coming off the drugs, really slowly. So I stopped. Who's helping you doing that? Myself. I cut everyone off. How do you do that? You, it's solitude. Yeah. And you basically, it's spending time on your own. Yeah. If they call that the hero's journey. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So, and... In in most literature, when you look back on life like King Arthur... Yeah. King Arthur never started out as a king. He always went down to the actual right. sons. He had nobody. 
and mm. he found his way where he was on his own for a long time then to become king yeah so unknowing to you you've gone through this kind of hero's journey mm. but the choice is kind of yours to kind of yes yeah but change just changing habits i think that's yeah. what it was and even though i didn't now i look back and now i can use the tools that i didn't realize i was using yeah. i now you know implement it in my work yeah um, but at the time, it's, you know, being grateful for the beach. So waking up every morning. And it was funny that when I used to wake up, so I used to live at Clovelly, near Clovelly Beach. It's just near Bondi. Mm-hmm. And obviously, because I used to party a lot, I never got a chance to see the sunrise. I was there, you know, for years. And and I used to go down and do the morning swim. Got to be careful because the shark's there in the, in the morning. And I'll never forget, there was a lady there, just a lady on her own. She had dark black hair. And she looked at me and she goes, you're not sleeping, are you? I was thinking, because I didn't, I couldn't sleep. I had to take sleeping tablets. I, my, my my mind was just chocker. And she was like, you just got to allow it to come through. And I'm thinking, who the hell is this woman? And as she said this, this black swan swell it, it's basically landed in, into the ocean. I was thinking, well, what's going on? This is going to be see, like, it was mental. And this is when you used to Google, what is this omen? What does yeah, this yeah, mean? Yeah, and yeah. it means myster- mysterious and mystical. So that was it. And she just went to me, you need to get an amethyst crystal. I was thinking, what the bloody hell are crystals now? You know, like, yeah. and, and all of this, by the way, I could not, I wasn't allowed, I wasn't, I wasn't allowed that basically because of born again Christianity, it's really against Reiki, crystals, anything that's not, you know, with it. It's the devil's work. So I've had that fear ingrained in me as well that, no, I can't do this. How ingrained are we talking? Well, I would say, so basically, um, cut a long story short. So my mum was adopted from Africa. She was born in Rhodesia and she was adopted by Nana my granddad. um, And they were born again Christians. So they brought two children from Africa and brought them to the UK to start this new life. Because back then in the 70s, it was it was when it was changing to Zimbabwe. So everything was going on. So, you know, church every day for my mom. And when I started, obviously, to get, to get older and understand, like I, my nan and my mom used to speak in tongues. They used to have all these like weird things. And I used to be like, when am I going to get my gift? Because I couldn't. My mom was like, you need to ask God into your heart. Every single day, I'd be talking to myself and to God, and I'd say to mum, have I asked him in yet? Because I used to think, if I didn't, I'm going to go to hell. Yeah. And... And then you're thinking something's wrong with you. Yes. And then especially when it happened when I was 17, I was... Yeah, that's the reason why. Oh, I was angry, because I was like, fuck God. Sorry for swearing. That's how I felt. I was so, I was so angry, because I was like, how could he do this? All I've ever done... Is is be me and, and and be this loving person and you know I wasn't a bad kid growing up you know, never had detention never never did anything harmful to anything or anyone so I didn't understand that and that's what made me shift I was like there is there is something more than this and now obviously I see God as universe we yeah. are all part yeah. of you know it's having that aware um, the awareness but consciousness to open your mind. Because when we're so ingrained and so calcified in something, it's like, no, no, we need to. That's what we people need, are. 
And it is a shame. shame. Yeah. And it's the same. Do you know what? My my nan, I don't really talk a lot about my business to her because I know she isn't. I don't don't think she ever wants to talk about it because she's so firm. And I respect that. So I won't. I won't go too much into it and go, oh, I make crystal candles and all of this. I I keep that very much myself. But I respect her enough and go, that's her life. That's her opinion. And that's her opinion. And and I don't need to push my opinion on anything or anyone. Yeah, agreed. So yeah, that's... So take me back to the black swan. What does a black swan mean? Well, when I looked it up, it, it just means the, the mystical things of life. Because when we see black, like a black feather or anything black or a black cat, we think, oh, this is bad, bad omen. No, because that's it. We, we've got to embrace, especially with the light and the darkness, if we want to talk about yeah. ourselves. We need to integrate them. Can't just be light, light, light all the time. No, that doesn't work. We need to, we need to bring them together. So when I saw that, I did a little bit of Google and was like, what does this mean? And it was just about me allowing myself to go deeper into this unknown because I'm very surrendering much surrendering to the surrend- messages what you've seen. Yeah. Well, you weren't doing that before. No, and and the because me- you think people are going to think you're mental and you're back inside again. Well, exactly. Yeah. You've got to be. But I used to write my escape, my escapism as well when I stopped taking the drugs and, and going in that destructive journaling. pattern, journaling. So I'd written a diary from 2012. You still got it. I actually burnt it in a ceremony oh, because okay. it held a lot of what had happened to me. I'd write about it and and um, you know. Because I, you go through these phases, especially when any trauma happens, you you start creating other things in your mind, like, did that really happen? Or, or do you know what I mean? You you start going down loads of different routes because you're trying to you're trying to understand something that cannot be understood. Trying to rationalize what's yeah, happened to you. You can't, and the, and I never got closure from any of it. So it was kind of like. I'm facing it, but I don't understand why. Yeah. Um, but the writing really helped me. And what I used to do, so I've, I've, I've got all the other diaries, just not this this one diary. And I, t- I actually took that to Australia with me because I was like, I can't let go of this book. This book has every, the date, the time, the information, because as soon as that attack happened, the first thing, and no one actually told me to do this. I did it myself. I got a pen and paper and I wrote, wrote everything about it because I knew that my mind yeah. would probably miss something i didn't want to i didn't want to miss anything especially you know but yeah with these books so what i started to do as i started to write and say for example say today and say if i was not having a great day i would then go back in time and look at that date and time and that year and see if i was living in a pattern so i'd be like okay so i felt crap on that day and i'm feeling crap today let me read what what was triggering it so you start finding these hidden patterns within our reality and that's when you have to shift your reality shift your paradigms shift your belief system and you can only do that when you can acknowledge what is actually causing that the cause and effect i know and i did it for years and and i've told people without anyone telling you that's what you just do that was my that was my own healing thing because i'd be like yeah so i'd be like okay why am i like why am i feeling so down today because some days i used to have these crashing lows and I used to be like, why do I feel like that? And I'd look and I'd go, okay, so this was definitely around, ah, oh, okay, this was around about trouble with my father or this was about relationships. And that energy is still staying with me because energy will stay. It's how you release it and process it. Yeah. If you don't deal with something, it comes knocking on the door 10 times you know, harder till it's really in your face. So it's about figuring out 
your patterns. And now I live with ease and grace. Yeah. Like I don't have these um, immense highs and immense lows. It's I'm at a constant ease because we also forget that we think we're meant to be happy in this life. Mm -hmm. But with happy, you need to have the polarity, which is yeah, yeah. the pain yourself. and the pleasure, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So imagine if you can control that pleasure and that pain and bring mm -hmm. it together as peace, then nothing can ever really affect you, like your nervous system, because you, you, you're at ease, you accept whatever, whatever comes. Oh, that's happened today, yeah, okay, I accept that, thank you. Oh, that's happened. That wasn't good, but I still acknowledge is it. Is this what you do with holistic release? Do you get into like one-to-ones and talk yeah. like this with people? Is that, yeah. 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 I think it's really important, especially with my practices. Like I can't pinpoint what's going to happen in a, in a session Yeah. because it, it's about me encouraging my client to figure this out themselves. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just maneuvering things. So have you been put on this planet to be a guide? I just think I've been... So people can heal themselves. I, have you been put on this planet to heal people? No, I'm not here to heal so anyone. So you're more of a guide to yeah. guide them to heal themselves. Because no, the only person that healed me was myself. Yeah. So but there are healers in this world. Of course they are. There. Of course they are. And and that's their life. That's, yeah. their, that's their life mission and purpose. And I love that. And, and we're constantly healing. Like... Yeah. mothers every day holding the child that's healing that's natural healing you know but what but i do I mean, is healing people with trauma or the lost i feel that that's your power have you ever thought to yourself what you've been put on this planet to do what your sort of purpose is i feel like my purpose it changes i feel like at the minute my purpose is definitely to experience every emotion and to really feel into the opportunities because it's about finding your soul like your soul mission you know you sort like yeah that's not your purpose though that's mm. just what you're doing your purpose is to help heal one billion people maybe right maybe yeah through how you guide them yeah so it's like kind of you put a figure on that and then you kind of come back to holistic release and you kind of go right okay well i need to make more youtube videos now because i've got this purpose of helping heal yeah you know guiding people mm, to heal themselves yeah that's where the sort of brand side of it comes in yeah 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 what you've got and i can see on instagram and i've watched you there i'm just like you're only just yeah exploring a little bit in a minute yeah i'm you, just yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah but that's i don't have the knowledge or the resources yeah. to reach that almost yeah. and 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 i don't mind that i don't how I'm, scared of you when i say that to you does imposter syndrome into this is the sort of thing it's more of again the fear of the unknown the whole internet side of things yeah. is something i am i just don't know about do you know what i mean the whole yeah. and i think also is i don't want again got a very powerful message mate <laughs> thank you but your intention's true with that. Yeah. And that's I a always, whole different... Intention is the most yeah. powerful. And do you know what? I Intention is so key. We've got to have intent with everything that we do. Whether it's when you as soon as you get in the car, the intention is to get there safe. The intention is to and just embrace that moment of you in the car doing whatever you want to do. Just anything. Brushing mm. your teeth. 
You've got to have intent with everything. Yeah. When you're so when you're so sure of that intention, then you just let it go and go with it. Yeah. And it's like, it's like that flow, that constant flow and ease with life. But we're touching up when you said, I think one of my main issues, and this is why doing yeah. this, even coming on this podcast, it was yeah. it's really good for my throat chakra because I've been so denied of my throat, my yeah. voice for so long. You need through to communicate, yeah. yeah, 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 and. At this time, I'm 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 aligning myself, and everyone who's coming into contact with me understands. Whereas I think the internet, yeah. I need to have a bit more bravery, almost. Of some people may not like what I say, some people may not even like me, and I've got to still understand that that's okay because I'm not here to people please. I'm here to be me. I'm here to show up for myself, and as I show up for myself, I'm giving other people inspiration you can also show up for yourself and that's okay. So what's stopping you then, Jess? You just like just convince yourself. It's like you're in no fucking answer. Right? <laughs> yeah. Let's let's go back to Black Swan. Let's go back to the Black Amethyst. You're in Australia. Yeah. When was the move from Australia coming back home? What was that shift that made that? Okay, so that shift, very interesting shift actually. My visa was ending in the March 2020 big pinnacle point of what was going on in the world. But in Australia, we didn't have the, I didn't watch the news. You know, I didn't know what was going on in the UK. I was just oblivious. I was like, yeah. where am I going to go next? So I decided I'm going to move to Canada. So I set up my application. I got put myself into the pool. You get basically, you get selected. Got all my police certificates ready. I was like, I'm going to make that transition. I'm going to actually, I'm going to fly to Mexico or to, you know, America first and then wait and then, you know, head over to Canada. And I started getting messages from back home saying, have you heard about this, this thing that's happening, this virus? I was like, no, what's going on? And believe me, it just happened so quick. I was like, I can't get into Canada now because everything was saying, no, you can't go, you can't go to America. And I was like, I don't really want to go back to the UK. So I was trying to decide if should I stay in Australia? They wanted 17,000 for my next visa. And I was like, I could go for it, but how do I know if I'm going to be able to work? Or how am I going to be able to survive? Because obviously it's not my it's not my land, it's not my country. I can't get support from there. You, you basically got to look after yourself when you're in Australia. Yeah. Um, so I came home, got one, one of the last flights. I got on the 11th of March, flew home. And as I'd landed, you know, I, was, I didn't have anywhere to live. So I said to my nana, can I please come live with you? It'll just be for a short time till I, can, till I know what's going to happen. I came home and by the end of the week, my nan said, you're going to have to move out because I'm classed as vulnerable. I've got to be in lockdown. I've got to be in this isolation thing for three months. I think that's what it was back yeah. then because she was over the 70. And I remember looking, looking up rooms to rent, didn't have a job. I was thinking, what am I going to do? Like, I've just been on a beach doing yoga. I've now flown home. I'm in this house, four walls. What am I going to do? So I said to my nan, can I please stay with you? And I won't work. I won't look for a job. I'll stay in. I stayed in for three months. I came home and I stayed in that house for three whole months. We had our food brought to us. You know, I was just like, this is ridiculous. But you're already equipped to do that three months, are you not? Well, I think that is what, again, that, so I've, I've managed to get myself away from that drugs and alcohol scene. Yeah. 
this three months was basically that time to just go that little bit because we're full of layers. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah, we're yeah. full of layers. And it took me into another, it dropped me in a little bit more. And I also think that was a time for me to spend time with my nan. I think that was a beautiful time to, you know, hadn't, you know, hadn't seen yeah. her for about four and a half years. So I came home and then after a while, I was just thinking, this is ridiculous. So I used to sneak us out. We used to go down to the shops. And she's like, don't, don't tell your uncles. And I was like, nan, it's fine. I just showed her like, there's nothing to fear. Like, let's just, let's just keep living our life. Life is so short. Um, so yeah, coming home, it really allowed me to start navigating what I was now going to birth and create. And I was, I moved out, started working at Amazon, Amazon delivery driving, did that for three months. Absolutely hated it. But you know what? Gave me resilience. I was like getting up every morning, 250 parcels, delivering to people, you know, it was manic. And I was the only girl working at this depot, which was in Manchester. So I was in this environment where normally I'm the master of my environment I got myself into a position where I was like no one could put me off and I was in a man's world again like I was in this man's environment and I was like wow okay this is bringing some triggers up but I'm okay I can do this I'm, I'm doing this because I need to survive I need to make money to live yeah. so doing that I ended up moving out from my nan's moving to Manchester um just moving to an apartment and I was like you know what I am not doing this anymore sent the van back quit I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I'm meant to be doing, which is moving towards the Reiki and moving all this, doing all these short, like these courses to allow me to understand how I can express myself. Because at the time I was like, I don't know how to, I know what's going on, but how do I verbalize it? And how did you know Reiki was the way? Well, okay, so this was another beautiful part of um, this journey. So 2017, I've come out of, you know, the Institute and someone said to me, someone close to me said, just go and get Reiki, you know, get off. Cause I was on Seracle for a while. It's like 12 hours a day sedation. I had nurses and doctors checking on me when I was even at home every day to check that I'm okay. And my friend actually moved in with me. She moved from the UK to Australia and she came and lived with me for about two months just to make sure I got back on my feet. And someone said, just go and get some Reiki. And I was like, oh God, no, that's the devil's work. Someone was like, well, what have you got to lose? Do you want to keep doing this to yourself or do you want to try an alternative? Because obviously this medical, this isn't, whatever's going on is not working. So I booked in, dead nervous, didn't know, I did not know what to expect. So I've gone in, the lady's like, stay fully dressed, put a blanket over you. And she was like, I'm not going to touch you. I'm just going to, and I'm thinking, Oh, I thought this was going to be like a massage. Like, what's this relaxation? So she offered me an eye mask. I said, no, because I wanted a peek when she was doing it. And as she was going over my heart, because I was looking and she wasn't touching me, but I could feel it. It was a, the, the weirdest sensation that I've ever, because I've never sat still with myself yeah. and energy. I've always been on the go. That's, that's always, time, yeah. Mm. Yeah. so... She's over my over the heart, and and obviously I've peeked, I've locked, my eyes are closed, but I'm seeing things with my eyes closed. It felt like I was in like, do you know those VCR? Those yeah, these yeah, things VR. that yeah, yeah VR. Yeah. And I was thinking, what is going on? And I saw this face, 
and it was all in flames. And I was, I started shaking, like tremoring. I was like, what's going on? I'm really, I'm verbalizing to her now, what's going on? She was like, just breathe through it. And then she moved over, she went underneath my heart. So I didn't know at the time, that's the solar plexus, but I was like, she was just underneath. And this beautiful, big angel, she was all in yellow with these beautiful white wings and she just held me. And that was it, burst Gonski. out crying. I was like, what is going on? And after that session, I was like, thank you. Messaged my friend. I was like, what the bloody hell was that? You said it was going to be relaxing. That was the introduction for me dropping my fear. For me doing that, it really allowed my mind to expand beyond what I've ever been told, whatever I've known, whatever society said that I should do. That allowed me. And then, you know, near to the end of, you know, leaving Shirley, I went for another treatment and I was like, wow, this is beautiful. Like this is, you know, I could sleep. It could have been the crystal, could have been, you know, it mm. could have been all of these things, all these self-help things I was starting to do, but it was the belief. So my mind was showing me. You're look, surrendering to it. 100%. Yeah. So coming home, I was like, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do my Reiki one. Within the Reiki sessions, or did the Reiki practitioner at that time tell you that, look, there's something within you? that we, did, they, did they tell you that this is your calling or what you should be doing? No. Like, no, no that, because I was really sceptical with, with going to people like this because I was like, well, if I tell them too much, they're going to just, just use this. Magic, yeah, they're just going to be... If I say to them, oh, this happened, or I've got a bit of trauma, then... They'll use that, well, I used to think they'd use that to their advantage. Mm. Oh, well, I can see this and, you know, I'm not here the bullshit. I'm here, yeah, yeah. be honest. Like, but what they were saying made a lot of sense. It was, a, it was definitely about my third eye, my crown, because I was holding a lot of fear, a lot of internal noise. But no one ever said, you're going to do this. It was just my own doing. I saw a course come up from my Reiki one and thought, I'm going to do this for me. I didn't actually intend to do that as work as of yet. That was later on. But I was like, I'm going to do this for me, a bit of self-help. And it did wonders. Like, I use it every single day. And believe it or not, say if you've got, um, a, a, say, a battery. Mm -hmm. Say you want to weigh something or your clock or anything. Yeah. My teacher, my last Reiki teacher, she was like, if anything like that happens, you can just send a bit of Reiki to it. Right. So now I've gone through Reiki 1, now Reiki 2, so I know my symbols. And I'd spilt water on my laptop, right? Broke, dead, wouldn't, wouldn't work. So I left it, gone and bought another one. And I said to myself, do you know what? I'm just gonna send Reiki to my laptop. 45 minutes I was there, I was like, okay, just my intention's there. My laptop started to work. Still got that laptop today. I took the other laptop back to Curry's. Sounds like voodoo magic. That it does, but it bloody works because it just, I've experienced it. The thing now, is... Let me ask, let me ask yeah. you this question, right? From somebody on the outside, because when looking at your Instagram, you can be very woo-woo, can't you? Yeah. But you're not really that woo-woo. I'm just... Are you? I am... But it's, but I think what... It's not annoying to me, but like, I feel that I've sent so many people your way without even knowing it, right? Yeah. But I've always told them, look, forget about the woo-woo because it's not about that. I yeah. feel that sometimes that can put people off. Of course. And that's why I try to I try to just be myself as much yeah. as I can. So, for example, I do a lot of like the movement and the dancing. And I yeah. try and encourage people that, you know, 
movement is healing as well, even though it looks just, we, we did it as children. Yeah. It's it's just reminding people, and yeah, I can be a bit out there, but I'm also really grounded and true and real. And yeah, I'm, yeah. and like, you will ask me any question I'll, and I'll say it as honestly, honestly as I can, because I'm not here to create a false reality. I'm only showing you my reality, my experiences. And that's again, allowing people to experience that themselves and letting them trust their own intuition. You know, people always ask me questions. So for example, with this black swan, yeah. what I do now, a lot of people will be like, oh, I see this number combination. What does it mean? I'll Google it. And I always say to them, don't Google anything anymore. Feel what was going on when you saw it. Start trusting because whatever's on the internet is someone else's experience and their knowledge. And we are then trusting that. But why don't we trust ourselves? Allow these signs to resonate to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How does somebody do that though? When they've, when they've, it's, it's, it's so hard to surrender to something like that, isn't it? Yeah. You know, especially when people have been through trauma, they've been through that. Um, it's that's why I wanted to get you on the podcast. Yeah. That's why I want to spread this message that yeah. people, no matter how skeptical you are, you've got to try it and just let it into your life. That's it. You know what? Just try it. If it doesn't resonate then it, that's fine. Mm. Move on to the next thing. There's so many different forms of healing or self-help. It's just what works for you in that moment. Yeah. So for example, the bowls, yeah. sound baths, doesn't really resonate with me. Gongs, they really yeah. resonate. So it's, it's, it's finding what works for you and not looking, well, if that person does that, then I need to do that because I'm going to feel like that. No, 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 no. Go and experience it and then have your opinion. No, I didn't really like it. No one's not, no one's here to judge what you say. It's completely fine if you prefer something else. Yeah. And that's how you start navigating and trusting. I think the biggest thing is trust. Once you trust yourself and you try different things, then then you really can start playing with life. You can really start creating this magic. I think you need to start talking a little bit more like this in sound bites on your Instagram. Do you think so? Yeah. As well as the dancing, it's cool. Yeah. Right? But obviously when you're doing your womb rights and stuff, I'm like switching off. I'm thinking, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to watch someone do womb rights. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? And you're singing yeah. into a thing. I'm like, this is fucking like proper voodoo magic, yeah. this. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, people should be open to just kind of trying it. But from my mind, <laughs> I prefer the sound bites that, you know, you just talking real yeah, to me. That yeah. can show someone else and go, you know, this, mm. this is what Jess really is. Yeah. And then it gives them a bit more of a, a segue into kind of doing that. Yeah. I think that's, that is what I'm trying to so say again. This is what I was trying to do by being more open about my experience. Because I was always like, well, if I say this, then are people going to judge me on yeah. that? Or, and I've got to the point where, well, no, the only way I can help people yeah. is if I stand true in myself because that's when people will resonate and yeah. people will go, that that's similar to me. Or, oh, actually, I can now ask for her for advice because I feel like she might have been through something similar. Like, yeah. And that's what I do get. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, am, I, am, I am getting that. Yeah, the biggest thing that I get for you on Instagram is that you don't give a fuck about what people think. <laughs> And that's my that that's my take on it, and I love that about you. You know, when you're dancing and doing, it's just you just know that it's for you, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for yeah, nobody yeah. else, and yeah. that, that really comes across. Yeah. That's my favorite part of the Holistic Release brand, yeah. and I hope other people get access to that. That's why you need to do more stuff like this. Mm.
and share this, what you've been through. So from the Reiki, you passed the Reiki. Yeah. What, at what point you thought, right, you know what, my sort of passion has kind of become my purpose. My purpose is now going to become my profession. What's that point where you thought, I'm going to do this and make it? Yeah. So it was, again, we went through that lockdown and I started, um, you know, just connecting into plant medicines. And I was thinking, okay, I don't have a job. I'm going to trust myself. What What is it? Because what I've now realized, you need to, if you want to create something or you want to build a business or create, you've got to put every drop of energy into it. You have to. And even if at the beginning it looks so hard and you think, oh, this is not going to, how am I going to survive? Just trust yourself. That is what you're meant to be doing. So just go for it. Do not have anyone giving their opinion or giving their because you, you already know all the answers. So it was during the lockdown, I started creating these crystal candles. And that was just the beginning. I didn't think I was going to be a Reiki practitioner, Reiki master. Now I was just like, no, I'm just going to make these candles, doing a bit of Reiki to them. Started getting all these downloads of how they were going to look. I'd never made a candle in my life. Never, right? And I was thinking, this is going to be easy. It is not. There is so much to it about how hot the, the 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 wax needs to be for when you're putting the essential oil in and how and what type of you know wick needs to go in for that certain because I'm really big on sustainability so I wasn't just gonna get you can buy you can buy candles from China you can buy yeah, them yeah. from all these wholesalers and I was like no I'm gonna make these myself it's the wax in it that's yeah yeah, yeah. so I started doing all of that and I, and I was like I really like this so I made a chakra collection because for all of our energy points and I thought you know what if I can't because you couldn't do any treatments anyway but I didn't know if I could be a practitioner because of the, the lockdown. I was thinking, well, this can help people. This is how I'm going to get this across. And so I started, you know, did my Reiki tube, started thinking, right, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna do this for family and friends. Because I was thinking, I'm in the deep end now. Like, I, I'm used to being in the class with my Reiki master and people. And now this is, this is I've just got to go for it. So over time, and I did, I did a lot of free sessions. So I did a lot of case studies yeah. before I was allowed my certificate. So I had to do over a hundred treatments on people. I had to do over a hundred hours. I had to write up a, um, different ways of protection and then I could go into it. Whereas at the minute, and it's fine, I know people can do the Reiki one and two and they don't have the experience, but it's like, no, 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 just do that for you. Because then when you do start bringing your clients on board, you are confident and you know it, you, you can feel the energy, you know you know how to navigate through the treatment. And lost my train of thought now, sorry. You were doing your Reiki and then you went into doing candles. Sorry, yes, this is it. So the reason why it really allowed me to, to really push for the holistic release, I'd been, well, I'd gone to this ceremony. It was a cacao and mushroom ceremony. And I was like, okay, because I'd, I'd taken mushrooms prior we're talking about magic mushrooms. Yeah. Right. Is that okay? You said it the foot you want at my ass. <laughs> so yeah. magic mushrooms and cacao as a combination. As a combination. And they do this in the UK. Obviously, you can't tell who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I feel um, like I need to do that, but go on. But prior to that, I'd taken mushrooms before. In Bali, I'd yeah. used them. And when I say, yeah. you, you can have the worst. Yeah, I've been there. I've got a few t-shirts with that on. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I went to this ceremony and there was this lady there, she was drumming and singing. So there's a facilitator. A facilitator, it's all completely. So tell me about the mushroom, they break it down into the cacao. 
No, you eat it raw. You just eat it raw. Yeah. The mushrooms and the cacao. So the cacao's in... in... I haven't got a clue. Oh, that's all right. Okay, right. here we go. So here cool. we go. So the so it can come in different... So I've been to various different ceremonies where, you know, you can, you can have it in a tea, like the mushroom tea where it's blended into a tea. You know, you can eat it through like a chocolate or yeah. different variations. But this specific one, it was a cup of warm cacao. So you basically warm water... Um, what I don't understand cacao is in the chocolate yes so it's just raw cacao yes and you drink raw cacao and mushrooms wow but my very first ever cacao ceremony so let's should we backtrack here yeah so when people are saying cacao do they actually mean cacao and mushrooms when they're doing no 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 so there is just where you just have cacao purely just that's that's all I what does cacao just do for you so cacao, it's quite interesting because first ceremony I went to, someone gave, because I booked on, I was like, oh my God, I've been conned here. What's this? A cup of oh, yeah, chocolate. chocolate? Are you yeah, joking yeah. me? I've just paid for this. Like, what's going on? You go Because that's what in. I thought it was. Like, girls sat around and I've been like, um, <laughs> marshmallows and eating chocolate talking about periods. And I'm like, what? what's going on happen. there? Does it? <laughs> so um, Okay, so... The cacao opens up your heart space. So again, it can have so many benefits, not just spiritually, but mentally, emotionally, physically. You know, it's really good for the cardiovascular system. What feeling are you getting from it when you... I'm going to have to do one, Anna, to just oh experience God, it. But you, what are you... When you drink it, are you feeling a euphoric feeling? Is it... No, so it's not altering any state of conscious, right? It's not... Yeah. Do, it's, you're not hallucinating. You're not... It's 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 an internal feeling, okay? Right. Don't get me wrong. When I've done ceremonies, um, I did one last year, and I remember these two women. I was like, God, I feel a bit drunk. Because it's it's... You are now understanding the feeling of this energy, and it's and it's beautiful because this is where I get a lot of my music from, and a lot of my ideas, a lot of the creativity. So setting that intention again, um, I normally set the intention to just receive what I need to receive. But if I need to be specific, I'll be like, okay, I've got my drum. What are we doing today? Because the things that I write isn't for you to hear. It's for your soul to feel. It's the difference of what I'm trying to get out there. Um, but the cacao itself, it's got so many health benefits. You know, it's got your, you know, your serotonin, your dopamine, everything that's beautiful for the body. Um, and it's known as the happy hormone. You know, it's it's full of that the theobromine, and it's it just gives you that alertness. It sends a lot of oxygen. Your heart's pumping at a faster rate. So of course, if you if you know if you've got high blood pressure, you just won't you won't take a high dose. You can keep it as a low. But when you drink it, you just feel like you want to move. Like you feel like you just you feel high on life, and it's a natural high. I'll definitely do it. A hundred percent. I'm definitely gonna come down and do I'm 100%. it. Hundred percent. We'll do it. You need to tell me where the mushroom one is as well. But we'll talk about it another, we'll time, talk about another time. time. <laughs> so from. You doing the Reiki and the candles. The candles are going really well. They look amazing, by Thank the way. Thank you. Um, when was it then after the candles that you got really into doing the cacao facilitating? And... Yeah. So Because the... that's been the shift, hasn't it? That is... So again, this is why I feel like with Reiki... Isn't it weird because like none of this you've planned. It's like it's been planned for you already. Where most people are taught to, they've actually put that plan in place where everything you've gone just off feel. Mm. Where more, more people should do or that. Or where these opportunities 
there before yeah. or did I miss them because I was in a wrong mindset? Yeah. So it's, but would you be the person you are today if all those things have happened? No. So they were meant to happen to you 100%. in order for you to help other people. And it was it's the acceptance of what's happened and having the detachment to it and to detach the emotional side to it and go, okay, I've had to experience it. So now using, don't get me wrong, I was in victim mode. So instead of being in victim mode with the negativity, accelerate that and push that into a positive and see how you can run with it because you can. And that's how I've, like you said, it shifted for me. I was at the cere- I was at the cacao mushroom ceremony, and something's kept you on the path, hasn't it? Where most people can go off the path and go down another one because it's quicker or something, but something has guided you through. Because I'm just in complete ease. I don't need to be anywhere else but here. Yeah. And again, the old me. I was in that rat race, and what I've realised now is that we have all these external things going on. There's so many people doing this. But I never compare myself and I stay in my own lane. I'm not here to compete with anybody. I'm here to be me and no one can copy that. Well, maybe they can, they can be inspired, but I can't copy anyone else because I can only be me. So that is why I'm in my own lane. And if it takes me so many years, then that's still okay because I'm enjoying the journey. I don't need to be at the destination. I always thought the destination is where I need to be, yeah. but that journey in between, it's, it's bloody beautiful. I think that's maybe why I've been so magnetized towards you when I'm watching you think, because you've got very similar mindset as me, because there's loads of branding and creative agencies, mm. but I've always said I'm not better than anybody no. else. I'm just different, and yeah. I'm all right with that. Yeah, and you're just you. Took took my pressure yeah. off me. I'm just like, I'm just going to be myself. Yeah. And that's all you can do. That's it. And that's really what a brand is. When people are saying it, it's what an identity is, not visual but who you are inside and I believe character is destiny mm. and whatever person you are, kindness and all that will guide you into, yeah. you know, the rest of your life. Exactly. So you've got that same, yeah. definitely that same mindset, which is amazing. And I, think I just didn't know all these things that had happened to you, but it's amazing the journey you've been on. Yeah. It's just like, it's a one-off, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, fuck you know. There must have been a point where you're getting from the Reiki to the what to the cacao and you just think this is me now this is what I'm going to be doing well this is me I, I say to myself this is me for now something might change you know I might go down a different thing or I might do you know but right here right now it's serving me because it's help. everything we do is for ourselves first and then we share the wisdom and then we pass it on and we say to people again I can only share my experience so go and try it connect in if you want to better your life mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, then start making these choices for you and, and stepping out your comfort zone and feeling into that and feeling into every emotion. So when we do things... Are you a spiritual life coach? No. Is there such thing as a spiritual life coach? I think coach? so, yeah. Must be. I feel like that's your thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But like, your products are cacao, your products are, what's it, your thing? But like if somebody asks you, well, I'm a spiritual life coach mm-hmm. and that you can help people like get into these things because yeah. it's so hard for people to get into them yeah. by just talking to you for what's it. It's kind of, you know what, I will give this a try. A spiritual life coach. Is this thing as a spiritual life coach? Just look it on Google. I feel like I might have just made that up. But if that is the thing, that is sick. So you're in an elevator and said, oh, what do you do? And you said, oh, I'm a spiritual life coach. But like, fucking hell, sick. What's that? Well, I use candles. I use like a cow. Yeah, have you got, have you got about a whole day for me to explain? 
Fucking <laughs> there you go. That's your thing. That's what you're moving into. You've always been that. Fucking that angel's telling you. Listen, <laughs> sweetheart, you're a spiritual life coach. Um, so, yeah, you get back to the, you've done the crystals, you're doing the cacao, and then you start doing these women's circles because that's really powerful, that, isn't it? Yeah. It's really bringing women together and feeling safe and yeah. allowing them to express is just a whole new a whole new world. How do you get someone to stand up and dance that doesn't want to dance because they feel a dick? I've had that. It's I've that had that. whole thing of like school disco, you get to the thing, everybody stands on the edge because they don't want to make a dick of themselves and they just stood down like, fuck it, everyone's going to start laughing at me because I look like a dick. Someone said the exact, what you've just oh, really? said, that has come up. But in that case, I always give a choice. So in any ceremony or any women's circle that I do, and I do get up and, and get people to dance or to move, I always say to them, if you don't want to do that, then sit down and feel it or visualize it because it's still doing something to your soul. You're visualizing that dance. You don't have to do anything. Just be present with it and move with it. But what if they need to be just a bit of a kick up the arse? Do you know that if that person needs a kick up the arse and that to get past that fear or... Yeah. Because I'll... I'll I, You'll know the person to say, look, you need to... Well, I can I can just feel the energy or I, because what can tend to happen, you can get really overwhelmed. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give the choice, close your eyes or I'll come and sit next to them and I'll literally put my hand on my heart. So we feel women's circle. So you've got a group of Again, women together. Again, it takes different forms. Right, but yeah, no, okay. But just give me an example for other people so they know what okay. actually occurs on one. So the women's circle is about bringing techniques and tools and bringing connection. That's what it is. At the end of the day, you know, we've got so many people coming to it, you know, people who are wives, people who are parents, you know. And sometimes they can't have this this time because they're so focused on what they need to do for their family or for their work. Um, so it's about coming into the space and showing them how to set the intention and getting them to feel. That's all I want is for people to feel. So for example, I may start the session off with, instead of people saying, hi, my name is, I'll say, no speaking. You're just going to sit and you're going to face someone, someone you don't know, you don't even know the name, you don't know anything about them, you've just met them now, and you're going to stare in their eyes for three minutes. What the fuck? And I tell you now, the amount of people that just cry and they say, I don't know why I'm crying. Like, it's fine, because now your souls are talking to each other. We don't need to verbalize anything. Our energy speaks for us. So it's about showing. So when two women are looking at each other in the eyes, connecting in, it shows trust. It shows support. And the amount of times that the women end up holding their hands and then at the end they give each other a hug and I'm like, see, we didn't even need to say our names. That's, in, that's really cool. That's well, <laughs> fucking weird, like, just like staring in a stranger's eyes for three minutes. You know, like, this is weird. So doing but it's that, in order for them just to surrender and be all right with that. Well, when's the last time you stared in someone's eyes for three minutes you don't know? This is it. It's, yeah. it's And don't get wrong, the amount of people that say... I was really a bit nervous to do it. I felt really awkward about, mm. I'm like, good, feel into that. Why do you feel that? It's completely normal. Like we're just holding this safe space. Yeah. And then I'll take them through using the drum, take them through connecting in with the cacao and I just allow them to receive, you know, it's without any expectation. You know, if you can just sit there and connect in with yourself 
and be still and silent, the information you will get is, is incredible. But you've just got to be patient. You know, meditation, everyone finds it hard to meditate. This is, and, and this week I've been doing this rise and reset. And it was interesting. Today was the shake and move. And I said to people, well, I said to the ladies on the on the on the Zoom, I was like, so these last three days we've been sitting there, I've been guiding you through a meditation, but I'm gonna show you that meditation isn't just sitting there with your eyes closed, palms up. Meditation is everything. Going for a walk in nature and being with yourself, just walking and not thinking about anything, but just breathing, you know, dancing. That's how I come up with the majority of my ideas. I put on the same song sometimes or any tri like house tribal and I'll just be moving, I'll get the drum and I'll be like, okay, what's meant to come? And then before you know it, I'm there with my pen and paper. It's like, I've got to quickly get it all down and then I process what I've just written and then I implement it into what I need to do or what I need to birth or create. So I was showing the ladies today that it's, dancing is so powerful because not only are you quieting the mind, but you're moving energy. So if you're shaking, and you've got any stagnant energy, or you can't, you know, you can't release, you can't verbalize something, move it out your body then. You know, trust yourself. And after it, you feel so liberated. You're like, whoa. And that's without having any cacao, you know. You're, you can put your body in a state of, of bliss. So it's, yeah, it's powerful with... And what do you do? Do you do the cacao after that? Or is that a total different... So, no, no. So in the, in the, in the circles, I will give the cacao at the beginning because then it Before allows... they start looking at each other and the No, I'll probably do that first. But again, everything takes form. It's what I feel in the moment. And at that moment, I was like, okay, we're going to, instead of introducing ourselves, we're going to do this first. You know, we'll drink the cacao. We'll, we'll, in respect, we'll close our eyes. I'll do a bit of singing. I'll bring just the energies in that need to be there to support everyone. And then we'll just take them on this beautiful journey through the sound and through meditation, through music and journaling and just allowing them to express themselves because normally if you're at home doing this sometimes you've got distractions you know, you've got your phone or the door goes or you know you've got to walk your dog anything distracts us from being still but if you're in a group you're all accountable for each other you're all there doing it together so it's amplified so you're like i want to do this because i'm showing up now i'm showing up for the sisterhood i'm showing up for this group and you know i'm in it as well even though i'm holding the space i'm doing what they're all doing i'm getting the healing as well like it, we're, we're together we're in unity which is powerful what are you doing at um, circles where do, where do where do you hold them so various places so i'm currently up in darwin at the moment um at a beautiful place called lotus healing mm -hmm. so i've been holding the i am woman there um, I'm trying to look for different venues. I want to try and make it accessible for so many different people all over. Um, but I do have a beautiful retreat coming up, which I'm not. I'm waiting for this uh, this new moon, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna announce it. And then I'm gonna announce it because it's. I'll show you at the end. It's it's beautiful. Like, do you know when you vision something that what you want to? Because everything's about experience as well. It's giving the experience, and this place looks like it's in Africa, like it's incredible. And I was like, this is near my house. <laughs> so it's only like half an hour away. So it's a hidden gem, it's beautiful. So I will show you that. So that is, that's gonna be the 26th of June. 
I will. I'll, I'll give more information after this. So if somebody's looking for a spiritual life coach or they're looking for cacao or they're looking for candles, mm. how can they find you? So you can find, so at the minute I've, I only use my Instagram. That's it. That's how I've been. You don't need anything else, do you? No. The time will come when you feel it and go right. I need when to I need to expand, then I will. And at the minute it's serving me because it was funny. Someone once said to me when I started to do the Reiki, I didn't have a job. I was like, I'm going to do all this. I had, you know, I don't need a lot of money. So I knew I could pay my rent. I could eat. I was like, I'm just going to focus on this. I don't need any distractions. Someone went to me. You'll never just be able to just do Reiki and survive. I was like, how not? Of course I can. Because that's my belief. You know, so I trust. It's someone else's opinion, isn't it? And it's someone else's opinion and and that's okay. But I was like, no, this is doable. I can, I'm not here to make a lot of money in this life. I don't even own money. It's just an energy. It circulates. Let me ask you a bit of a personal question. How do you feel about people not liking you? Um, And they look at her and think, who the fuck does she think she is? Because you, you must get that a lot. Well, I'm... I've actually... Well, do you know what? I've actually... I don't, I don't allow that energy to, to come near me, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't I don't choose to hear it. Right. So I don't acknowledge it. But I'm sure it probably does. But at the end of the day, I can only be me. Like, I've got no malicious intent for anyone. And I'm only here. Yeah. And that's what I did right on here as well, for us to all live in true peace. That is my, my message. So if someone doesn't like that, then that's okay. I'm not here to change anyone's reality or shift anything. I'm just here to show you can do it yourself. Very good message, Jessica. <laughs> um, how can they find you? What's your Instagram handle? The Holistic Release. Yes, sir. At The Holistic Release. On Instagram. On message. Instagram. On Instagram. Right, before we go and finish yeah. it off, do you want to sign it off with a little bit of drumming for people? Shall we do a yes. bit of singing as well? Yeah, let's do it. Yay, Okay. Okay. We'll close it out with this, Jake. It's got to be done, hasn't it? A little bit of drumming to finish the podcast. Okay. Why have you chosen that one? This is my singing drum. All right, sweet. <laughs> I don't want the womb right song, okay? No, no, this, like, this is what I wrote when... Do you want a short one or... or a... You do have the fuck you feel. Okay. Anything goes on here.
do you remember can you hear my it's time to surrender in that day you got a good voice as well didn't you thank god for that i was just like fuck you just sound shit i was gonna be a crap video <laughs> <laughs> that's it everybody thank you so much goodbye